With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. We got the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Please, 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 Travis Kelsey, please play. Because I just want to see an over game. We got one over game last week. I need to see another one. This should be it as long as Travis Kelsey's on the freaking field. Casey is, by the way, favored at minus three. The over-unders at 51. I will take the over if Travis Kelsey plays. If not, then no. Because the Chiefs, I don't know if it's just, and Chris, you can help me out here. I, I don't know if it was just because Travis Kelsey had just gotten hurt two days before and they didn't want to throw out the game plan that they put together. But outside of Paxwell Holmes, they look like a mess from how they're using everybody from the receiving group to the backfield. Well, I do think it was a reaction to what they had not had on their offense. They expected to have Charles Kelsey, and they had a lot of things that they were trying to do, window dressing off of that with Kadarius Tony, with the different guys they were trying to make, you know, get involved in space. I think this is also what we're seeing just throughout the league in general. You're seeing preseason football, guys, and this is why you know, you have like yards per attempt and everybody's running in taps, and it's hard for me to judge anything after week one because you're literally watching offenses do the basics. They're getting timing down. They're running short patterns because it's the offensive line can't pass protect for shit right now. So everybody running four yard patterns, little crossers. They get three yards. They stumble. Nobody gets first third downs. The team that does gets 200 yards. And we're like, woo, look how awesome they are because they had third down conversions. So I just feel like in general, you're just what you're really just suffering from. I have more faith in the Chiefs offense, Dan. In general, I think what we had good signs of, in a sense, is when you look at the rest of the week end, um, what we got from Detroit and the Kansas City might be explosive, high-octane offenses moving forward right now because it actually was you know, statistically a lot better. People were like, what did Gibbs do? And how did this guy not do anything? And Patrick Holmes on his half yards. And they were like, well, that's twice, but you know, three times what Joe Burrow did. So, <laughs> I, I mean, right now it, it's exciting football. So I, I don't think it's going to be too bad in Jacksonville. Oh man, it was yeah, no, one hundred percent spot on. Arike uh, here coming in. Sanders or Connor for the rest of the season? I'm assuming that's Miles Sanders or James Connor. Guess what? They're both going to crap out in four weeks. So I don't think this matters either way. Uh, but I would take, I would take Miles Sanders. Uh, Bryce Young's better than Josh Dobbs, and that's kind of what I'm basing it off of. The offense might move a little bit incrementally better and get a little bit more pass targets there for Miles Sanders. And that's uh, just, already questionable. We know it's only a matter of time before he gets he's he's hurt. Like it's a kid. <laughs> like I said, they're it's both a better offense in Carolina, and they're going to run it through Sanders as much as they can as long as he's healthy. 
Connor doesn't have to come off the field in Arizona, but that offense is going to be a mess. They're going to be behind. They're going to have to throw, which means the offense won't be going through Connor, even if he's on the field. Take Sanders. Yeah, no, I'm with you guys. Can they just, I know we haven't talked about Arizona yet. Can they just freaking start Clayton Toon? Why am I wasting my time having to watch Josh Dobbs out there? This makes absolutely goddamn no sense. Anyway, um, we're playing Patrick Mahomes. We're playing Trevor Lawrence. And we're playing Travis Etienne, obviously. Travis Etienne, by the way, just a quick comment on him. Dominated workload, especially Tank Biggs. He's a little bit shaky out there. Dominated a big way, not just on the ground, but he dominated the routes run too. Jamichael Hasty was out. That's what you wanted to see if you took Travis Etienne in there. So that was big. I just want to make that comment. What I want to talk about is Isaiah Pacheco, Adam. So I got him at RB25. ECR's got him at RB20. Now, I might move him closer to ECR now that we've gotten some conversation about Clyde Ozelaire not practicing today. Now, he might be banged up. I was ranking him on the idea that this thing is still... I don't want to say a full-blown three-man rotation, but kind of what I feared coming into the season where if Clyde Ozelaire was going to be involved just enough to be annoying to both McKinnon and Pacheco. You think it's something that they're planning on having doing the entire year, or is it just Pacheco because he's coming back from the shoulder, eventually takes this thing over, McKinnon follows suit behind him, and Clyde Ozelaire gets phased out? I want to say that uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets phased out, but I'm really struggling uh, to to fully believe that uh, to be the case because Clyde Edwards-Alaire, like it didn't, he didn't look particularly good. Uh, I I feel like the other backs are more explosive, kind of better at most things. Maybe, uh, you know, CEH is a better receiver than uh, Pacheco, but not McKinnon. So, I don't know. I, I struggle with this backfield. I'm. I will play Pacheco if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire does not play. Otherwise, I'm staying away for the time being. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't hate you for that. The the one thing I did like was that Pacheco got four targets despite not playing passing situations, and they weren't just like four random targets where like Mahomes was running for his life and Pacheco just happened to be in front of him. They actually designed some screens to him. I did like that. Uh, we got a question coming in here. Back again to Rike. Should I do Connor and Judy for Brees Hall? I feel like I'm giving too much. You're not giving enough. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, if you can get Brees Hall for James Connor and Jerry Judy, pull the trigger and do not hesitate. Judy's got the hamstring going thing going on, and I don't know if you watched the Broncos offensively, but Russell Wilson looks like he still sucks, even with Sean Payton back there. So, yeah, I, I get Brees Hall all the way, baby, especially for, the, for those two. That's the league winner potentially at the end of the year. Anybody disagree with that? Brees Hall's a special player. James Conner and Jerry Judy are professional football players. Yep, uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, if Klausler does not play, McKinnon might be on my flex radar in full point PPR. Otherwise, we're keeping him on the bench. All right, Chris, I have, I have to give it back to Chris. It's all about Chris and the wide receivers. I got to let him gloat, guys, a little bit. Let him run a victory lap while he can after they play the freaking Colts who can't guard anybody. Let him go. Fine, Chris. Go ahead. Talk about your boy, Calvin Ridley, who I do have at wide receiver eight, by the way. I even made him a top 10 wide receiver for you. Go ahead. But, but he hasn't played in two years, and he's going to be out of shape. And yeah, how is he going to yeah. get the football shape? And how, how is he going to how, – how will he perform? Um, I think all of us agree that Calvin Ridley is the alpha in that passing attack. So, therefore, you should play him, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was especially evident when uh, Kirk Cousins wasn't even out there in two receiver sets. That's what 
pretty much put the nail in the coffin for my analysis there. Good job, Chris. You got me. Uh, speaking of Christian Kirk, Chase, I still think this is a guy you can play when they're going to be in high-scoring game scripts like this against Kansas City. In a weird way, I can't, you know, I can't prove this from a, a linear model uh, whatsoever, but I think there's actually should be a correlation between Travis Kelsey playing and Christian Kirk playing this week because I think that's going to dictate the Jaguars having to play three receiver sets. I still have met wide receiver 27. ECR's got him at 31, so I'm still a little bit higher. I still think he gets paid too much money for him to be completely forgotten about in a high-scoring game. I still like him to stretch the seam, especially in this matchup. What say you? Yeah, I I was not encouraged by what I saw. I, and I listen, I was a giant Christian Kirk fan and supporter last season, and I said it coming into this season. That team got laughed at for giving him you know wide receiver one type money, and then he went out and he played up to the contract, and and he was a viable wide receiver one for them. And he's still a talented football player. But they've got, again, I kind of just mentioned it uh, to Enrique there. They have a special player in Calvin Ridley as opposed to a couple of pretty good receivers that they had last year in Zay Jones and, and Christian Kirk. Calvin Ridley is the special guy. Zay Jones got much more run. I think he looks like they want him to remain their wide receiver too. And I think they want to use, they want to, they need to find ways to use Christian Kirk justify some of that money continue to justify some of that money they gave him i think if they can scheme for him uh he still can be a useful piece i think he's still rosterable but i i've got him down at 42 this week i just i i was not encouraged Ooh. by what i saw last week i know they're gonna have to throw but i mean i i don't see him as anything more than a right now a low wide receiver three type or a or high wide receiver four, which is where he would, which is where he's at. Go ahead, yep. Chris. Yeah, look, I, I don't disagree with you strongly, Chase. But what I do disagree with, in a sense, is just look at the matchup. Why Christian Kirk wasn't as involved versus the Colts? Adam is our honorary Colts guy. Who's the best secondary player on your secondary in your best corner? Is your slot corner? Yeah, and it's the only guy that actually can play play any football in a secondary. Not only that, the corner. rest of the secondary is either guys who have historically played special teams or first year guys. It was always going to be that the outside got abused in that game. Yes, so I think that's the key thing to kind of keep in place. Versus Kansas City has definitely different secondary. Their nickel corner is somebody you can exploit. And we always knew going into the season that Zay Jones was going to play a lot of the two receiver sets because he can block. Christian Kirk does not block. So I'm not worried about necessarily scheming for Christian Kirk. I think it's a matter of who can be the guy you exploit versus the Chiefs. You get one-on-one -on -one for Christian Kirk. I, we saw what Josh Reynolds was able to do. We saw what St. Brown did in the slot specifically. I think Christian Kirk had a nice solid game this week. All right, so that makes my point for me. Thanks, guys. Uh, Sky Moore, I got him at 48. You can't play Sky Moore. He did play the most snaps out of the receivers. If you want to take a silver lining out of it, he didn't run the most routes. And he uh, but he got zero. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> turn over interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all the silver linings you want to look at it. Basically, at the end of the day, what we saw, and again, I think this offense will function a little bit better when Travis Kelsey's actually in it. What we saw is that they're just going to spread the ball around without Travis Kelsey. Now, I do think somebody has to emerge as the second option to Travis Kelsey at some point this season. And as of right now, just based on the playing time, I would still lean towards that being Sky Moore. 
However, I did like Rashi Rice and how he looked quite a bit, but he only still played 27 snaps. And that's my thing with Andy Reid. I don't know if he gives the rookie the opportunity, which is why I still say it's not Rashi Rice. I don't I don't even know who to go to who wants to jump in here. I'll say flip a coin because it's gonna be everybody's different every week until you know somebody establishes themselves. And we need you need to prepare for the idea that there may not be an alpha to use Chris's term from from our Jaguars talk. There may not be an alpha in this wide receiver room. There wasn't necessarily an alpha in that room last year, even with Juju Smith Schuster walking around. It it just may not be that kind of wide receiver room, and it may be the kind of room where, again, just like last year, we're going to be fine with Patrick Mahomes. He'll throw it to whoever the hell's on the field. He doesn't care. Uh, and it, it may not be where there's guys that are strong enough to step up like that every single week and know that that's going to be the guy. It may just be a fruit basket upset, throw it to Travis Kelsey and whoever the hell else is open on any given play. Yeah, no, uh, totally. To, it just it, it just drives me insane. Somebody's got. I, I have to think somebody becomes at least Juju. We'll have to. Questions coming in. AS uh, 12 team half point PPR. Two keeper guy offered me Godwin and McKinnon for Puka and Joshua Kelly. I guess so he's it's a keeper league and he's got a trade offer between Godwin and McKinnon for Puka and Joshua Kelly. Uh, I'd have to lean towards sticking with Godwin and McKinnon. Cooper Cup's going to be back at some point. That, that's first and foremost. I don't think both of them can eat at that rate. Joshua Kelly is a no-nothing to me, really, in my opinion. McKinnon can be too. But Godwin, even if he gets to move on, I think he's got a brighter future if you're thinking about, like, you know, next year. So I, I, I would probably just stay pat, but that's pretty close. Anybody got a different take? I don't I think it's a trade there. you need yeah. to make. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I, don't see, I don't see enough benefit either direction. It's a keeper. Puka's younger. I guess Kelly's younger ish. I don't know. I like that. It's not, it's not a trade you have to make stand pat. Yep. Uh, Joffrey plays pick two: Marquise Brown, Van Jefferson, Sky Moore, Allen Robinson, Kendrick Bourne, Brandon cooks. Blah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's an awful pick there, buddy. Uh, if I had a pick two, it would be Marquise Brown and it would be, uh, Kendrick Bourne for me this week, but I don't feel great about it. Those are the two that jumped in my mind as well. Uh, Brandon Cooks Brandon jumping in on the Cooks report is, is what concerns me there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not worried about his usage last week at all. That was a fluke game. They were up 16 to nothing before the Cowboys even had the ball. But yeah, yeah, so 100%. Him being on the reports concerning. And then this is AS giving us his roster. Keeper aspects are relevant. I agree. Wouldn't be keeping yeah. either. I am the Puka owner. Um, your Puka owner didn't don't do the trade either. Like I, I, yeah. I don't. Either way, I would not do that trade. It, 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 either way, you were looking at it. So we'll just we'll just keep it there. The uh, let's move to. Say that again, Chris. I said I'm just a little bit different. I pull the trigger for Godwin just because I think he's more talented of all the guys involved in the names you talked about. Okay, I mean, that's that's fair too. Uh, let's head to our next. 